Hello, everyone. Today it is Monday, November 2. I am Matt Cobb, and this is NBC Daily. Although the name of this podcast would be a fib if you've been looking as of late. We've yet to record a podcast for the last few weeks. Uh, So we had some technological issues, but then we also just, you know, to be perfectly honest, workload uh, got a little crazy there for a few weeks. And so uh, we're back to it, though, today. And so today uh, we're going to continue our time with the NBC Bible reading plan. And on this day, we're going to be in John chapter 6. Some incredible words here. When we think about about who Jesus is and the ideas in which we we carry in our own minds about Jesus. Sometimes what the Bible says about Jesus versus what we have in our own minds might differ. And this is one of those accounts that I think is so important for us to understand. And so here it is in John chapter 6. It's a longer passage, but I think a great passage. It says this, starting in verse 52. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Which is just an incredible statement to think on, and just especially for this Jewish audience. Wow, what a moment. And it continues, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in a synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. And it continues. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, which is a really a, a true statement what they're saying, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? And what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to the Father unless it is granted to me. Excuse me. This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. Words matter. They do here as well. And after hearing these words, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And we'll stop there. This is an account that is long for us to read, but I wanted to read all of it because it says some things here that are daunting, not only in its own context in John chapter 6, but are still daunting for us today. To think of this kind of commitment and allegiance and finding your identity in Christ uh, that's described here earlier on, beginning in verse 52 all the way through 59, it's significant. It's weighty to be this committed to Jesus to his work, ultimately, is what we see and what we know. His body and his blood uh, will come to mean the death on the cross and the work of that death on the cross and the victorious resurrection from the dead are really what we're pointing to here. But at this moment, you hear this, and, and the disciples who ask that question, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? I don't think they're wrong. 
it is a hard statement. It's a challenging word for any of us to take in. However, what Jesus says next is all the more important. The person who understands us, receives us, and identifies with us is the one who will ultimately only come to believe and embrace the truth by the grace of God. It's not our doing. It's not our work. Uh, As it says here, there are some of you who do not believe, and Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who would not believe and that they would betray him. And that's why I told you that no one can come to me unless it's granted to him by the Father. It's because this is the work of God. Oftentimes when we think about salvation, when we think about truth, when we think about living a life of conviction, we put the onus on us. We put the onus on our accomplishments, our efforts, our doing. And what we see in this passage is this, is that that's not true at all. That at the end of the day, when we talk about things of eternal value, it comes down to the Spirit of God at work in our lives. It's that we who are known by God will come to know God, will come to embrace God, and indeed we will not come to Jesus unless it is granted to them by the Father. Those words are true. They're hard words, but they're true words. And so today, if you're listening to this, you might say to yourself, well, my goodness, what do I do? Jesus asked that question, do you want to go away as well? And Peter's response, which we didn't read, says this, Lord, to whom shall we go You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Peter says, you're all I've got. It's true. We've come to know and believe who you are. The identity for which you're talking about, the commitment that you're talking about, the allegiance, we have it. This is what God has done in our lives. And so for you and I today, as we think about our own lives, may we be people who have the same conviction and have the same trust that Jesus is who we claim to be and that his work, his doing is sufficient to give us and grant us eternal life that we could never merit on our own. And so I hope you have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow for another episode of NBC Daily.